probably need be. I mean. <sighs> Thank you all for being here at Zephyr Hill City Council, Monday, February 28, 2022. Uh, we appreciate all the citizens that show up. Thank you. Please check your cell phones. Don't be like me where it goes off at the meeting. I now leave mine in my car, so it won't be me if it goes off again. But the uh, University of Florida fight song wasn't bad, was it, Lance? No, I liked it. <laughs> uh, Madam Secretary, would you please call roll? Yes, sir. Alan Knight? Here. Jody Wilkerson? Here. Mayor Whitfield? Here. Ken Burgess? Here. Charles Proctor? Here. Lance Smith? Here. William Poe? Here. Matthew Maggart? Here. We all stand for the invocation. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will humor me, please. Uh, our world is, is really in a little turmoil. If uh, you had to have your head in the sand if you didn't see what's going on in Ukraine and and people are fleeing and I'm not even going to get into it, but on behalf of Ukraine and the city of Zephyr Hills, can we have a moment of silence and then I'll pray, please. God, we come to you tonight and... We are asking for your blessings on this meeting. Lord, please help us and help us to make the right decisions for this city. But my heart is heavy tonight for the people in Ukraine. Please be with them, Lord. So many innocent citizens are being hurt. Please bring peace. Only you can do that. Once again, thank you for allowing us to live in this great city. And thank you most of all, Lord, for allowing us to live in the greatest country in the world. United States of America. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Uh, Council, uh, first on the agenda, we have some consent items that will be up to you. You want to pull any, or would you like to uh, okay them as one unit? President, I move approval. Second. We have a motion and second. We approve all the consent items at one time. Uh, all in favor, please raise your right hand. Motion passes unanimously. And at this time, we'll go into the business items from the planning director's report. 2.1 Wire Road presentation. Thank you, Mr. Vandenberg. Thank you, sir. Todd Vandenberg, Planning Director for the City. Um, first item that we have is an AECOM PowerPoint presentation. I'll do a brief introduction, then I'll introduce you to the folks that are here tonight. Um, I just wanted to start by thanking Pasco County and the M MPO. Uh, for hiring AECOM to do this study that you're, you're going to be presented tonight. I, I won't steal their thunder, but I did want to introduce, we have uh, Ms. Tina Russo. She's the county um, uh, trail coordinator, works on the sidewalks, and we, we've been developing a good relationship with her in Pasco County and trying to work together to identify and prioritize, locate opportunities to to, to do multi-purpose trails, make some connections uh, to trails we already have. And then we, we also have uh, from AECOM, 
Paul Kurtz, who's here tonight, who's going to make the, the PowerPoint presentation. This area that we're studying and talking about tonight is uh, with, with the Technical Advisory Committee that I was on and, you know, Lance's on the MPO board. You know, we, we looked at some opportunities to, to do some studies, and we, as staff, identified the, the Wire Road corridor. Uh, you know, we have some trail on that. Important priority for us to make that connection to... Uh, County Road 54, which of course gets us connectivity to ZHS, and of course you got Woodland over there as well. So uh, they, County, listen, um, and they hired AECOM. And so what we'll do now is I'll ha ask Paul to to come up and do his PowerPoint presentation. And this is kind of the first step that we're looking at in this corridor, which includes Wire Road and County Road 54 uh, to Dairy Road and up to Pretty Pond. So. They've done a study and an analysis. We'll go over that tonight and then talk about some next steps that we're thinking about. Thank you, Todd. Good evening again. I'm on Paul Kurtz with AECOM. We assisted the MPO oh, with this analysis. For the record, state your name and address for us. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm Paul Kurtz with AECOM, 7650 West Courtney Campbell Causeway, Tampa. Thank you. We assisted the MPO with this analysis of the corridor, and this, like Todd mentioned, this is kind of the first step in trying to make these connections that the <coughs> city is interested in. So the goals of the project were basically twofold. We wanted to look at what was out there for some of those corridors, look at some of the challenges, look at some of the opportunities. And then this information will be used as the basis of a future study that would identify the actual route. So this was really just the analysis phase. We did not make any recommendations on routes. And part of that was due because we didn't have time to do the public involvement based on the time frame that the county allowed for this. And we do not like to make recommendations without getting inform information and some feedback from the public. So this is meant to be the basis for that next step on that. So the study area basically is bounded on the, um, on the west by Dairy Road and on the, east by, on the east of 16th Avenue, County Road 54 on the south, and Pretty Pond on the north. This is an example of the existing multimodal that's already in the study area, the, the larger study area. The blue is mostly the public transport, the GOG Pasco. The red is some of the existing um, bike lanes that are there. And the green is the existing multi-use trails. The one on 54 is under construction, so we considered that to be existing for our purposes here. There is one down Derry and then the portion on Wire Road that ends at the Duke property. We zoomed in on the study area. So just to orient you, north has changed to the right-hand side. So just for your benefit, on the left-hand side of your screen is Wire Road there on the south. Zephyr Hills is high school there, and Wire Road runs from the south up to the north there. The gray properties are properties of interest. In particular, Duke has a large piece on there. And we do understand that they have made a commitment to build a trail along Wire Road, in addition, a sidewalk on Doherty between those two parcels. So that was something that we have actually coordinated with Duke on. We had a call with them a few weeks ago um, in conjunction with county staff and city staff on that. Their commitment was quite a few years old, and I think they're about ready to make good on that too. I think it was something somewhere around 10 years old. So 
they're looking to put a trail on the, that would be the east side, the bottom of your picture there, on the wire road side, that would match up with the trail that ends on the north side of that Duke property, which is at least, and it'll be 10 foot in width and it'll continue all the way down to the southern piece of the Duke property, and a sidewalk which will go up Doherty. So that's actually a pretty good segment that will be completed as part of the commitment that Duke made to the city many years ago. We did have a series of stakeholders. We coordinated with the, uh, Todd and his staff, also the DOT, Go Pasco, and also um, Pasco County staff to understand what projects were planned so that we knew what the full breadth of it was. Zooming in a little bit further, this is kind of the existing bike pet infrastructure within the study area. The orange, again, was the, was the multi-use trails, but I want to point out the darker brown color that indicates there's no existing bicycle pedestrian infrastructure. So most of 16th Street, a good bit of wire road until the Duke property, Doherty Road also. So there's actually um, not too much in there. And surprisingly, actually, Derry Road has a multi-use trail that continues um, all the way north to the plan development there, and it ends at, at Pretty Pond. But it actually goes all the way south and then turns into a sidewalk as it has some constraints. But Derry uh, actually has a good bit of uh, bicycle and pedestrian infrastructure already. And then, of course, the, um, the County Road 54 piece that's under construction now, which will be a, a multi-use trail on the south side and a sidewalk on the north side there. We also looked at speed limits. That gives us an indication of um, how fast the corridors are, and it, it gives also an indication about safety. Wire Road, surprisingly, is 40 miles an hour, even though it's very constrained. It's two lanes. It's kind of tight. Um, if you look at 16th and Derry, they're at 30. So I know um, Todd mentioned there was some concern about the speed there too, and that might be in, uh, something to address with the county on that on that point. Oh, I think on that to the, the south of the Duke Energy, I think that's actually 30. Oh, it is actually 30 there. Flash and think. So that's 30 and not 40 then. So after you get north of Doherty, maybe then that's where it turns into 40. Okay. Thank you for that correction. After that, we kind of combined all these elements into one, and we did what was called a level of traffic stress. That's just basically a fancy term for what it feels like to actually ride on it. So one being the, um, the most comfortable, easiest to ride on. For example, if you're riding on the Withacoochee Trail, up north of Dade City there, that would be considered a one. It's very comfortable, it's off the road, there's very few crossings, so we would consider that a one. Something like a five would be considered if you're riding along US 301 out there. That would be a very uncomfortable ride. So that's how we rated some of these sections currently. Um, the brown ones indicate that the higher level of traffic stress, some of the constrained corridors, there's no infrastructure there. So that helps give us an example of what, what could be there. So in terms of what could come in the future, there's kind of a, this whole range of facility types you can consider, all the way from the left, which is just a signed route, um, which requires really no extra right-of-way there. You can just do it with signing. All the way over to the right-hand side, a separated trail, which would require more right-of-way. That needs about 15 to 20 feet, depending on what the drainage is doing. So that kind of gives you a, an indication of what's going to be needed there. So you can go from zero. You could do shared lane markings, which also don't require any right-of-way. Bike lanes a little bit more, cycle track, 
a little bit more side path and uh, separated trail are obviously the most desirable they require the most space too so what we really want to see is what kind of infrastructure do we have in terms of the right-of-way there and what improvements we could make in the future so the ones that I want to highlight are going to oops, excuse me apologize for that sections four five and six are the ones along wire road that kind of march up there we'll go through one two and three first but the first the four five and six are really the key ones on wire road that's going to tell them tell the story so i'll start with the one on county road 54 taken at the high school kind of looking east and we've drawn this with the with the actual um, built conditions what it will be in the future over there you notice that it will have a multi-use trail on the right side which in this case is the south side and a sidewalk on the north side and then there's some extra there too so this is pretty comfortable right here uh, this is actually being built right now. This is the section of Dairy Road. Um, Dairy Road is actually very constrained, too. There's very little right-of-way there to work with. However, when you look at what's there right now, this is actually the part where the, tr where a, the, where the trail kind of skinnies down and becomes uh, a sidewalk there. It has to be 10 feet wide to be considered a multi-use trail by DOT standards. And this one has to neck down a little bit because of some drainage constraints right there. And it turns into just to a sidewalk there. So that's that little section. And this is what that represents there. But again, Dairy Road, very constrained right-of-way, not much opportunity. Same with Doherty right here. In addition to the constrained right-of-way, which is only 45 feet, you've got power poles, you've got both transmission lines um, and power poles wood ones and the metal ones too so the wood ones aren't really a problem because those actually could be moved if there are improvements that are made um, there was typically what happens is when the wooden power poles are there there's no agreement really that was just kind of squatting on the land so we've actually encountered this on other projects too where we actually can have them move them um, if new proposed improvements are coming in and we experience this on uh, uh, the Withlacoochee connector as well up in Dade City so Duke is committed to building a sidewalk in this segment. I'm not sure exactly which side it's going to go on. It's likely going to go on the north side right here, but there's very little right of way. So somehow they're going to fit a sidewalk in there. Let's see how that happens. But that sidewalk will actually end at their property. So if you look, their property probably ends about where the cyclist is right here. So you've got kind of a whole other piece of Doherty to connect up to um, to to Dairy Road there, if you want to make that connection. Otherwise, there's a sort of gap right there. And that'll lead up to where the, uh, the Advent uh, Center is. These are the ones that I think are the most important to look at, Wire Road. Um, this section is taken just a little bit north of County Road 54. And I'll just point out that 40 feet of right-of-way is not very much. That's very constrained. And especially when you consider that they're adding this southbound turn lane. So what we're showing here is what will be built as part of that County Road 54 project. So how do you get from the multi-use trail all the way down to 54 on Wire Road? Well, it's going to be really hard. You've got four feet on one side and three on the other. So either there's some type of easement there or some other arrangement that happens. But doing that is going to be very difficult without the real estate to do that. So very constrained condition here. Moving a little bit further north, the right-of-way gets a little bit wider here and on the west side there are some wooden power poles but you do have a little more real estate to work with and you can see that in the photo there there is a little more green space there so this is actually a little bit better um, 
the right-of-way is not consistent up Wire Road. It varies from parcel to parcel as you kind of continue north along there. And then it shrinks back down again. We're back down to this 39, 40 feet. And on the west side here, which is the same side as where that existing multi-use trail is, there's three feet. So the other side, there's 15 feet, but the existing infrastructure is on the other side of the road. So again, very constrained conditions. And the last one is just south of the Duke, both Duke parcels. This one actually has a county facilities piece, which is about 25 feet. It runs for about, I think, 75 feet there. So the county actually owns that too. So even though the right-of-way is actually only 34 feet, there's probably some uh, room to negotiate with the county to have a facility right there without having to acquire any property. So those three, I think, are the most important to see. There's two cases where it's very constrained. It's almost near impossible without a, some type of easement or acquiring some property to actually make that connection. And the last one we looked at was 16th. 16th is the most constrained, it's only 30 feet of right of way. And there's very little on either side that, um, that can be done there. And if you've ridden on 16th, you'll remember exactly how constrained it is. So we took all this information, all the sections, put it together, and rated, made a kind of a uh, rating criteria for each one of these little segments. So we used basically the five right of way factors, which are experience, safety, cost, environment, and connectivity. Came up with this big matrix, scored it all, and came up with an overall score for each little section here. I won't bore you with the matrix, but these the numbers here represent what the scores were for each particular section. So you'll notice 16th is scores rather low because it has no real real estate there to actually do anything. Some of them score a little bit higher. We scored the section that already had the multi-use trail. Obviously, that score is very high because it already has that there too. Um, and the other section of Wire Road is 42. So that's kind of a way to score it and kind of do somewhat of an objective um, analysis of what each section would come in at. So before I go to the next steps, um, we did have some um, discussions with, with Todd about, about these next steps and kind of what would happen here. And I think we've kind of realized that, that since it's so constrained, it's going to be difficult to do some of this stuff too. So. The next steps really would be how um, this actually will start to happen too in conjunction with the county's project where they're going to look at the entire county and the connectivity. So we will be looking at that in context too. One of the things we heard from Todd was, hey, what about how are we going to get to the high school? What about how are we going to get to the park? So these were discussion items as well. And Tina's actually looking into some of those too. So I know those may come up as topics, but we did explore some of those as a, as a part of that, and Todd actually kind of brought those to, to light as well. So the next step for this particular project is to kind of get some additional input from the council here. And then we would actually probably start to look at some uh, recommendations on routes, whether it be sidewalk, whether it be multi-use trail, and then get some feedback from the public. At that point, we can kind of refine those and then we would look for uh, kind of to finalize those and then adopt those and then seek funding in some way and then do the design and the permitting. So that's kind of the next steps for this particular project. So with that, I think we can open it up to any questions that the council has. Okay. Um, on a dairy road, the trail that's there, and I think it was a rated number one, you said it's 10 feet now, and it needs to be 16 feet in order to be a true multi-use. That's what the state says is a multi-use. So the, the actual width of the trail is 10 feet. So DOT says if it's 
a minimum of 10 feet, then it qualifies as a, what they call a shared use path or a multi-use trail. If you want to put one of those in, you still need to account for drainage and offsets from the roadway, so you need a little extra real estate. So that's where that 15 feet okay, came okay. in. So it was 10 feet plus a little buffer and some accounting for drainage. So, sorry, that wasn't very clear. That was back um, on this slide right here. So that, those numbers at the bottom there, that was approximate space required. So it would have been the 10 foot for the trail plus a little extra in there for the clear zone to be certain offset from the roadway for safety and then some drainage as well in there, so. So at the risk of sounding a bit ignorant, do we have the flexibility to say, you know what, we're not going to do the, you know, a, the 10 feet, we're going to be okay with the six feet because that's what we need. We need something there. So this is the alternative uh, in those areas where we cannot get the ideal, which is the 15 feet. Yeah, I mean, that's actually... In a lot of situations like this where it is constrained, I mean, for instance, you already have it on Dairy Road. That's the case in point. So when you look at, let's see, this slide right here, the multi-use trail is all the way, it starts after this little handrail right here, and it goes all the way up the hill, past the hospital, down the other side of that hill, and ends at the planned development. They're going to extend it further north in the planned development. I forget the name of it, but... Um, but the trail actually ends right there and turns into a sidewalk. So it would be a situation similar to what's on Dairy Road already. It's not a multi-use trail, but it's a connection. And you can get down to 54 and you can get all the way up to um, Pretty Pond on that too. So I think that's a very valid um, way to go in this case, especially considering there's really constrained right away down wire road right there. Is it? And, and I think that's a good point. Um, and when I think about dairy, I mean, it, there's a, and I think about a, I'm just thinking about an elementary student trying to make that grade from the one side on a bike or the mom or something. It, it's, it's pretty severe. I mean, oh, I got some good speed going down. It was so, a lot of fun. So, I mean, if, if I was in a, one of the developments, the newer developments, I would look for maybe a flatter spot to come and that might be wire road, but it's constrained right there. So. You know, and it's got a lot of traffic on it. So we have, I mean, it isn't an easy situation. I understand that, but I think maybe we do. We have to look at something on Wire Road and and try to do what we can. Yeah. Um, we between the myriad of poles we now have on road. Right. <laughs> right. poles we now have on that road. Yeah. Um, and, and then the other oh. thing I was going to say, at at the point on where uh, Dairy Road uh, connects with 54. I mean, is there a planned pedestrian light system where you could cross across there? I kind of uh, wondered about that, too, because there's actually, I think there's enough, I don't think there's enough uh, distance to warrant a signal there. Right. Because the DOT, well, that's a county road, though. But they're going to follow DOT standards anyway. So there's a certain distance that you have to have to warrant a signal. So... I think Tina and, and Todd have been talking about yeah, potential other ways to get across, like a mid-block. Let me share a few things. One, uh, on Wire Road, yeah, we got the obstacles. I won't go into too much detail, but I'm talking with Tina and their staff. Uh, we, we try to get with the Pasco County Real Estate Department, see if they'll work with us to get us some true surveys to find out along that constrained corridor exactly how much room that we have. And, and then we realize, that, you know, yeah, either go down to a smaller 
five or six foot sidewalk and or you work with the property owners to try to get an easement and, and we're not opposed to trying to secure easements to do that as well um, yeah I've already talked with I uh, suggested this at our last powwow with uh, you know with Tina and, and Carl the MPO staff that that project has been led on kind of 54 but if there was a way to get a for the interim till we make that connection on wire to get a mid-block crossing with, with signalized uh, where we can safely get kids that are walking to the high school and Woodland Elementary across there and and they, they agreed that they would work with us to help to see if there is a way to make that happen and and kind of the same thing on 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 Daughtry Road we, we talked about bringing the sidewalk up but then you get to the the hospital's workout place there's a vertical wall there you can't do it so we're t also talking with the county maybe do a bring that sidewalk as far west as you can then do again a, a, a signalize a mid-block crossing there's a little bit more room on the south side of the street where we think we can make that connection to the the, the dairy road trail so uh, and, and then the, the final thing I'll just share and then I'm, I'm done uh, with Kyro 54 we think there's some opportunity and I think I've shared this with the, the Kimley Horn consultants if we could coordinate a trail from Kyro 54 through Hercules and then get to Henry that gives you another connection point to both Woodland Elementary and, and the high school so you know while that's in design that's something else we can look at to make that improve connectivity President Todd. No, no. Tina's here too. This is Tina Russo. She has any additional comments? She's here tonight too. Todd, I think for me, uh, we're going to do this in sections, I'm sure, but I think a priority for me is the, the kids getting to and from the school. A lot of the yeah, kids are walking either in the road or, and, and we, I just don't want them to get hit. Right. And I think that's a great idea cutting through Hercules because that covers two of the schools right there. Correct. So I'm Tina Russo, um, active transportation planner for the Pasco MPO and um, 3142 Satella Loop um, in Odessa, Florida. So um, this was one of our first steps. We have a new team basically in Pasco MPO. So we're starting to move forward with several projects. So we want to just get a bigger picture of Wire Road and Zephyr Hills when we started looking at this. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at what you already have there with existing development and with Dairy Road. So with the great, um, what's going to be done with the county on 54 with that multi-use path and the sidewalk. So I'm going to approach DOT now that we have a good understanding of what's out there and look at some funding opportunities maybe for that mid-block at 54 because um, you have existing that we can take advantage of and then we'll also look at that constraint part on that southern piece of Wire Road what opportunities we can look at maybe at putting a sidewalk there um, and kind of go from there just some really good starts and kind of look at the bigger picture but really excited about this project Wire Road's been on our list of priority projects for quite a while um, we've moved it around quite a bit, but at least now we can start moving forward with a, kind of a plan and some funding opportunities to kind of make some things happen. And you've got some, with 54 being done, that's going to be a great benefit and it's going to really push some other things. I personally am very excited about this. I, I think it looks real good and a, and a real good presentation. Thank you. And I look here and, and all of us basically travel these roads and and I, as I, what jumps out to me, and, and maybe in other places, but uh, I'm, I'm looking at Daughtry Road and <clears throat> Daughtry Road and Wire Road right by the Duke Energy 
that that crossing right there if you've never been there you know it's up and a go you know mm -hmm. and there's a lot of blockage and so we may have to uh, look at cutting down trees removing fences but there is some definite blockage there so sure. but fantastic sure. uh, presentation yeah. there are just a couple more minor notes I should mention that um, if the um, one of the the council person suggested doing a sidewalk. Um, the, bene the benefit to doing a sidewalk is you don't have to go through permitting, right? Because the city already has a, a general permit to put in sidewalks. But if you want to strike a multi-use trail all the way down there, then you have to go through the permitting with the water management district. So there, there, there's a benefit to the sidewalk. It's you know, less infrastructure, but you will, but it's less permitting too. So from a uh, budget standpoint, it's going to be a little cheaper to do that. In this case and, and that may be the direction you want to go so um, just wanted to point that out too that that permitting wouldn't be required because the city already qualifies under their their general permit for sidewalks so. that, like I say every other place you know it's a good stop good clearance and so forth but yeah. that right there to me is a hazard but you know we look at all of it great presentation okay the uh, one last point sorry that the DOT is actually starting they have a five-year work program so if you put a project in there and it's five years out, you have to wait for five years. They're starting to actually be a little more flexible now. And what we're hearing is from a safety perspective, they're going to put kind of a pot of money together. And within like two years, you can kind of say, hey, here's, a, here's an area of concern. And we want to get on this now. We don't want to wait five years to solve our safety problem. So I think it would be beneficial to look at what those are, work through the DOT, work through the county. Um, because they're starting to change. They're actually becoming a little more flexible and, uh, dare I say, progressive on some of these things. And, you know, maybe this wire road crossing um, from wherever it is between, um, it's not the greatest crossing at wire and 54 there. It's very congested. So maybe that's one that, that the city wants to look at as the targeting for, for that type of project. Mr. President, what, what would be our next step to move the thing forward, move this forward? I mean, you said said some public uh, comment period. We'd like to have the public involved just to understand, um, you know, the, the residents may have some feedback that is helpful for us. Um, we also don't know exactly where those property lines are. All of our data came okay. from the property pacers website. So we went through this on the with the Gucci connector. We actually have to engage the real estate department to go through there. So some of those really narrow right-of-ways that I said were on Wire Road, uh, for instance, this one. So this looks like it's nothing here. However, it may be the case that the county is maintaining another 10 feet on either side of this and has been doing so for a period of time that allows them to actually claim that as part of the right-of-way. They can codify that and then say, hey, we're going to come and put an improvement in here. So if that's the case, so that's why we need the real estate folks in here and the maintenance guys to say, yep, been mowing that for eight years. Oh, okay. Well, then basically we can put improvements on there because we've been maintaining it. So there are some little um, kind of tricky little things like that that come up, but you really need the real estate folks and the maintenance folks to come together and say, all right, because it looks like there's 39 feet, but that's pretty darn wide. So, right. And where that fence line is set right there, that's not three feet off the road. But the property line on the, pro on the property appraiser website shows it there. So to me, that's fair game. But we can't say it's fair game until we, we have to prove it. Check it, right. right. So.
Thank you, sir. I believe the mayor had a comment. Oh, I have a question. Um, if you go to slide seven. Oh, sorry. Look at the telephone poles. Is there anything that you'll be able to do in this presentation, this project, uh, with those poles? I know you said you could move some of the wooden poles. Uh, is so there any way to elic uh, elim eliminate some? Excuse me. When the wooden poles go in, almost every single time without fail, they have put them in without an agreement with the county on using that property. So I like to say they're squatting. So when an improvement project comes in, you can go to Duke and say, hey, guys, you want these poles here? We're putting a sidewalk in here. You got to move them. Your, your problem. We're coming right down here. So and they have to move them. The and then they'll formalize an easement. Those big metal ones, you think oh, they right. definitely have an easement. The metal ones, yeah. But I'm thinking <laughs> We're not going to put those in without an easement. This is about 15 in that right? picture. Those are, that's big money, right? The, wire, the wooden ones, fair game for the most part. I can jump in real quick. We, I say we, uh, staff, Shane and Todd, have been working with Duke because Duke is required to put in a, a trail on that northern Duke site and the site that we're looking at here with all the poles. Uh, we've actually contracted with Corneliuson Engineering to um, do a layout that kind of avoids those poles, um, you know, so it's not just a straight path through there. Um, so we're working on that now, and once we receive that back, we'll submit it to Duke to get an easement through there. Um, so we're working on that. Hopefully, that and that was, I believe, part of the area for the sidewalks that council approved. This is one of those areas we were hoping to be able to use some of those dollars if we can get everything back in time. So we've, we've been working with them for, I don't know, it feels like a year now, but. I'd, I'd like to follow to up then. The, are those metal poles on county right away? Well, I, uh, I think it depends. There's so many of them. I mean, the, the big, the, monster, the transmission poles, my understanding is no, those are all on private easements. Private easements. So along wire there at Cossack, those are all on a private easement. I believe the ones on 54 are also on a private easement. I just know we, that we uh, on 54 there, and yeah. uh, here you look on a wire road, and that picture alone, there are about 15 telephone poles right in that just little area. Oh, yeah. You know, and or not, we call them telephone poles, but power poles, whatever they are. But um, it would be nice in, the, in a project like this that we could clean up some of that. Uh, it's not very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> yeah, the, w the wooden ones are fair game for the most part. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Thank you. Presentation, there's no action, right? Correct. All right. I just have one question, I guess, for Billy. Um, kind of more sort on the subject. The 54 project, if I remember right, we've, uh, we're kind of making payments on that, and where do we stand on something happening there so that project should begin um april 1st yeah yeah they're supposed to i think let the contract start the the clock on i believe it's april 1st so actually just had a conversation today with um patty Arnott, aren't mm -hmm. uh with pasco county so we the city has a reclaimed water line that's that's running no, uh, excuse me east to west along 54 that project will start spring break so 12th 12th or 14th i don't know if they're going to start on a saturday um and that should be completed by april 1st then that way this the county will be able to move the school's fence back and then the construction on 54 will begin 
I, I don't know the completion date on that, but April 1st-ish is the start on that. Very good. Thank you again, sir. Thank, Thank you all. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Uh, I do stuff. Yeah. More uh, to that, uh, something about the workshop, or is that was part of this here? I'm sorry. So item 2.2. .2, so there will be, I'm sure there will be some workshop and some um, public um, involvement meetings uh, moving forward. But the next item is 2.2, .2, and that is a workshop uh, for the City Council and Planning Commission not related to, to sidewalks. It's, um, I don't know, if, Todd, if you want to jump in. Yeah, I'll just, I, my intent isn't to give a prolonged discussion on this tonight, but just to gauge the interest of uh, of the city council of holding a workshop just to summarize uh plan department's been receiving a tremendous amount of of residential development a lot of higher density residential development in the form of uh apartments and townhomes apartments seem to be the the craze lately so a uh, couple things uh we're dealing with our water use permit it is an issue an element we're going to have to get into not going to get into that tonight. That's something John Bostic, our utilities director and consultants, can talk about. Uh, you know, there there's other issues going on in the county. The county's issued a moratorium on on multifamily. If you have your entitlements, you can build. Uh, we we I confirmed that with Elizabeth Blair. You probably have heard that too. But uh, what they placed the moratorium on was any new land use, zoning, or conditional uses that would allow property to be changed to allow for multifamily. So, you know, we've been doing our, our due diligence and research, and, you know, we had a planning commission meeting lately. Uh, Mayor was there. Councilwoman Jody Wilkinson was there. Uh, a lot of comments and issues brought up by uh, two conditional uses that deal with height. We go above two stories or 30 feet that requires a conditional use. Uh, there were two projects uh, uh, proposing to go four stories, both apartments. And so, um, you know, after kind of what we're seeing, visualizing with all, all the amount of applications that we have coming in, some of the reaction of the Planning Commission, uh, knowing we got to deal with the water use permit, that that's an uh, integral part of, of development, of course, and kind of what the county has going on. Uh, I spoke with the city manager and suggested the idea of probably having a, a workshop combined with the planning commission and city council that I thought we could have a more thorough discussion about it and just uh, I kind of know how the planning commission feels uh, along with the mayor and we thought it'd be good to bring the city council in as well and, and some some staff consultants and and just have a continued discussion on that and and then try to assess it, evaluate it, and see if we want to make any changes or, or continue moving forward. So I guess that's kind of where we're Planning at. Planning that for March 7th? Uh, that was a date that we, we threw out there, I think, and, and just to throw it out there. That's, that is next Monday. It's, a, it's an off week. Uh, so there's not a regular meeting scheduled that night. Um, Planning Commission, I believe everybody was available we, we've we've tentatively sent an email to the Planning Commission, but I, I told them that I, we were going to bring it up tonight to see what you all think. So we're open to whatever makes you guys happy with that from a date standpoint. Fine with me. I might be a little. Anybody have I'll be here. Sure. Okay. All right. Thank you very much.
six Put that on your well. calendar, Miss uh, Hillman. Will you send us a reminder? Absolutely. You're the best. Well, that's, yeah, I guess that's the question. Six o'clock, good start time. Yeah. I, I'll probably take me to about six fifteen, maybe six thirty, but I'll be here. Okay. All right. Earlier or later. Clock is well. Okay. Hey, thank thank you, all. you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Next item is the city manager awarding a bid, please. Uh, Three point one. Uh, yes, uh, in front of you for consideration is the, the award of bid number 11-22-01 and um, construction agreement 25-22-02 to Kaminga and, and Rosa Rudvutz. Why did I say that last name? Rudvets. Uh For construction of Jennifer Lane, um, January 21st, the city distributed the bid. Uh, for improvements to Jennifer Lane, the solici solicitation was distributed online through BidNet. Uh, had 16 contractors download the package. On February 11th, the city received three solicitations. You see those in front of you. Um, the, the bids range from $300,000 uh, down to $163,737.20. The purchasing department reviewed the response uh, to make sure they were resp responsible and responsive. Public Works Director reviewed them. Based on our review, um, or excuse me, um, the original funding for the project was $120,000. Uh, that was based on the engineer's estimate. Unfortunately, the bids came in about $43,737 higher than the 120. Um, there are, we do have contingency funds uh, from the transportation impact um, fund that are, that's in the uh, budget. That can be utilized. So the total bid of 163,737 and 20 cents can be covered um, with budgeted dollars. There is a 10% contingency, which is $14,885 and 20 cents. Our hope is is that we don't have to touch that contingency, um, which would lower the, the total cost. It is staff's recommendation to award uh, the bid to Kaminga and also. Um, approve the contract with them in the amount of $163,737.20. Off the top of my head, and I'm not being sarcastic, but AJ General missed it by a lot. Is there, how could somebody, in other words, the other two are close, but that's that's a huge discrepancy. That I, 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 I can't answer that. I can't either. <laughs> Okay. I have my opinion, but I, I somebody. Okay, thank you. I won't make any more comments. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So, how urgent is this matter? And the reason I ask is that the truth is, I think that everyone is so busy right now that they'll throw a number at it, and if it sticks, we're good, you know. And and I'm certain that the engineers made a you know a, a an effort to validate the costs associated with the project how long ago was it that they gave us an estimate uh, probably july of 21. okay so yeah Seven, construction costs ago. have have almost a year have exponentially increased in that period of time so there's so it's probably a valid cost i just want to you know if, if there's any opportunity to postpone there may be a change in the market. On the other hand, it's a risk like anything else. It could go, it could go up. the other way. Yeah, that's right. Right. So um, I'll, 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 
I'll concede with the rest of the council, although with the rest of the council. Right. So. Answer your question, is it imperative that we have um, that road paved? I don't think it is. It is the last, um, I'll say, functional dirt road in the city. Uh, we do have, there are some um, dirt roads in the, what we call the gateway project. Those are plotted roads, but there's no development on those or, or, or along those roads. This one, um, minus Simons Road, that portion of it, this would be the last uh, pay, or dirt road to be paved. Does it have to be paved today? I don't think so. I mean, we'd like to, um, just because we do have a, a garbage truck that accesses um, the dumpster for the sub, or I mean, the mobile home park that's right there. That's a good reason for those residents really would like for it to be paved too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the residents would love to have it. I mean, we don't have sure. to. Because like every other project, you're exactly right. Cost of has, has skyrocketed. Um, so we can wait if council so desires. Um, President, um, two questions on that. Have the owners, the homeowners on that road been notified that there's potential for that to be going forward? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so then um, the, that's, a, that's one question. And then the other one is, um, have we ever worked with the Kaminga before? Uh, Shane LeBlanc, Public Works Director, for the record. We have not done any projects with Kaminga and Rudvets. They call them K&R for short because most people can't pronounce the, the name. But they come highly recommended and they do a lot of work in this area. And even the second low bidder, BRW, <coughs> gave them kind of a glowing reference. And I've talked to the contractor and it's something that you know, we have 68 miles of road in the city, and Jennifer Lane has been like our last segment <coughs> of dirt road that we really want to improve. We have our sanitation trucks rolling down it every day, and I just think it'd be a big improvement for the community and maintenance. We wouldn't have to go out there and do as much oh, Right, and then for, unfortunately, I think a lot of times the city gets blamed. As, I wish they'd do somebody's dirt roads, and if we did this, we could say there are no dirt roads in that's the city. That's true. Yeah, I like that, too. K&R is doing the, they're the County Route 54 Right, they're doing 54. Yeah. We, we do have one resident on Jennifer Lane. If A lot of people don't know where Jennifer Lane is. It's right south of the cemetery, one block west of first street and there's a lady that lives in that community that's always complaining to me about dust so when we pave a road she won't be able to call me about the dust anymore <laughs> it'll be about the speeding on the road then yeah. well it's only one block you can't get up a whole lot of speed mr president and, and shane that's from eighth to seventh where is on jennifer yes just that one block actually the road right now is not where it's supposed to be. Right. So we're going to shift it over and do it right. We've been in contact with the the mobile home park adjacent. We've had them move their dumpster to get it off. Their dumpster was actually sitting on our right away. So we've been working behind the scenes on this project. Too. And that's not, and I'm trying to, I think I know, that's not the one that runs by the Ag Barn, is it? No, sir, that's 8th Avenue. Jennifer Lane runs north and south. Thank you. It runs that section that you're asking about by the Ag Barn is a private, that's private <laughs> yeah. right of way. I, I, I was going to bring that up, but that's, <laughs> now that we're, okay, I'm back on Jennifer. Thank you. Okay, council. Based on what I've heard, I move for approval. I'll second. We have a motion and a second to approve the and award the bid uh, 3.1. All in favor, please raise your hand. 
Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, very, you much. very much. Okay, moving right along. It seems like uh, citizens' comments. Madam Secretary, do we have anyone sign up? Yes, Randy Stovall. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, Randy Stovall, chairman of the Sefer Hills Chamber Board tonight. I'm also chairman of the county and MPL Bicycle Advisory Committee, so I'm really glad you got to hear that study. We got to hear it last week, and I was excited. It's something happening in our town that's good for us, so thank you for listening to that. Uh, I know you know that it's barbecue time in Zephyr Hills, and uh, it's almost here. Friday night, uh, something is, it should be very exciting for us. We have a kitty cook-off, and I think we're going to have 25 youngsters. Um, they all get a prize. They get bigger prizes, you know, if, it, if the meat's better, but they are all going to be some cooking. Going to be uh, a, a really popular band, and don't ask me the name of it, but I know it's going to be there Friday night, so it'll be, it'll be a great time. Um, Saturday, then, all day will be a great event. We have, I believe, 55 cook teams. It is the state championship. Uh, we have very special trophies for the state championship, so it should be a really good day, really good slate of bands. And, of course, we couldn't do it without people in the city helping us, a lot of volunteers, but a lot of employees from the city, and we thank you for that. And thank you, Chief, for um, one of the things I get to do is play with the money. Isn't that awful? But I get protected by one of the chiefs employees and those guys are great and i feel a lot better when i'm with them so i brought you some tickets tonight so you we don't want you to not come because you're somehow inhibited by the incredibly high admission of five dollars a head but you know we're changing our our uh for the first time ever we're changing the way we do it this year uh we used to always charge for parking and admission was free um this year parking is free but there's a five dollar per person charge and that allows us to eliminate what some people thought was a curse of the festival, uh, something called pig bucks. And if you're ever involved there, if you, had, if you wanted to buy food or drinks or whatever, you had to buy these pig bucks. And then, um, so we, we, it wasn't popular with the customers. And then it created a lot of extra work for us. So we think by tightening up the gate, we'll, we'll be able to compensate for that revenue. So should be a great festival. The weather's going to be good. It's going to be warm. Yay! No freezing thunderstorms. We're not going to allow that like last year. So, anyway, thank you all. Randy, did you say there yes. is or isn't going to be parking fees? No parking. Okay. And, yeah. and, and no pig bucks. No pig Just bucks. Just cash. It's cash. cash. So I can buy something cash on the barrel. That's right. Like that. It's easy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Let, thank let me you. just get... Thank you, well, sir. And I would like to remind you all that I, I am actually serving as a judge of the kids, oh. the kids barbecue. So. Oh. <laughs> what time is that? Um, from 4 to 6 on Friday. Well, have fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Thank you, sir. It's not Thank on you my very diet, much. but I don't care. Okay, moving right along, please. Uh, Mayor, do you have any announcements? Don't have anything tonight. All right, thank you. Moving right along, city manager. I have a couple. I'll go quick, I promise. Uh, just so you know, there's a, a bus tour coming in on Wednesday. It's the Pasco County uh, School District. They're coming in. Um, 
kind of tour in Pasco County and, and the growth. So they're going to visit Zephyr Hills, Dade City, and Newport Ritchie. Um, I was supposed to give the little presentation, and then Todd was supposed to give it, and we both have to be in a meeting. So Rodney's going to be the, uh, I don't know if he's been told that yet, but Rodney's going to be the presenter for that bus tour. Um, so congratulations. Hey, Rodney. <laughs> We're still working with Skydive City, uh, working through um, all of that, the, the contract talks. Cossack Road, uh, the pole there. Uh, we're talking with the Lenar attorneys or Metro's attorneys um, to try to work. February twenty eighth, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We're we're getting we're working on that. Uh, we're also the tennis center. We've had some conversations about the phase two and and kind of where we are cost wise. So I had a conversation with DEO today to ask for an extension to buy us a year. Kind of goes to Councilwoman Wilkinson's question about. Do we have to do it right now? So we're gonna we're gonna ask for an extension and buy us an extra year. And if prices are the same, we're in the same boat we are today. If prices go down, we we can build a little bit more. So we're gonna ask uh, for an extension through till June 30th of 24 instead of June 30th of 23. Uh, talk to you about the reclaim line with the long 54 and that project starting um, during spring break, which is March 12th, 14th should be done by April 1st so that the County Road 54 project can get started and our contractors out of the way. And that's all I have for this evening. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, city, uh, the, the city attorney, I'll get it out in a minute, Dr. Maggard. Thank you, Mr. President. I just want to thank Dr. Stovall for all he does for the community. He's very, very involved behind the scenes. <clears throat> I don't think people recognize how much time he donates to the community so i want to thank him for all his service that's Absolutely. all i have that it yes sir let's go city council councilwoman wilkins nothing other than i then i'll be at the uh pigs and z hills at the children's um uh competition tomorrow i mean friday and um i look forward to seeing you all there this weekend i hope nothing further for me thank yes you. thanks Proctor. I would like to thank uh, a and Ecom. It was a very good presentation and the county for working and helping us on this. It's a, a great project and we really need it. So thank you. That's it. Uh, yes. Thank you, Mr. President. I echo the same sentiments, Paul. Nice presentation. We know this is the beginning steps and we're just going to need to continue and push the project. And Tina, thank you for coming tonight. I appreciate you being here. She does a great job for the Pasco MPO and uh, very passionate about trails. So I appreciate that uh, on there. Um, and I echo the same uh, as uh, Mr. Maggard. Randy, you do a great job. You, you, you're the BPAC chairperson still. Uh, you've served on there how many years? Ten, ten years, probably. More, yeah, more. <laughs> and, and and he. I want to say we've had, uh, I think, five bicycle planters in my time. So well, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree too. Uh, and and uh, you know, to do that, he has a passion for our community. And I I think that he's pro probably been the chamber president at least two times, maybe three times. So. Four, sorry. See, so, I mean, we thank you for everything you do for the community. I, I really appreciate that. That's all, Mr. President. Mr. Burgess? And I'll say the same thing. Randy brings a very steady wisdom to everything he does. So, um, And then also, along with uh, what Paul and Tina talk about, they mentioned Dairy Road, and they were surprised at what was there 
already, you know. And so I want to, um, I guess, kind of give like a shout out. I'm going to say Todd, but I know there's other people involved. But to have the foresight on that, to when I, I remember when that road was done, how many years ago that been now, Dairy Road and that trail? And I thought at at first it was like, you know, well, I put in a trail there, but man, that the school uses it for the track teams and uh, cross country and stuff. And and so just thanks to all involved to to have the foresight to have something there that we can, you know, expand on at this time. So that's all I have. I echo the same thing. I told you, fabulous. Randy, you're the best. Uh, we really appreciate all you do. I'd like to congratulate uh, Mr. Poe's daughter being accepted to the University of Florida. Oh, yeah. Uh, she chose the right school. Go Gators. Council President Knight, may I just add one I'm information? Sorry? May I just say one thing? Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, we have a, I think the CRA has scheduled a um, Hercules CRA Parks and Recs meeting for Thursday at 6. I just wanted to remind everybody. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I do have one more thing. Um, I was reading, I, I know that this past week, I think it was um, the, uh, the folks at the Genesis Community Center and Meals on Wheels had an, uh, kind of a coalition, a meeting uh, to address homelessness in our community. I think um, one of the things Todd and I talked about was that there is less and less opportunities for people, working class people, to find places to rent in our community. And it's creating, kind of exacerbating that, that kind of transient homeless issue. Uh, I wanted to know if, if, um, if we could just ask the chief to come up and talk for just a minute about what, what progress they've made, if any. Sorry, I put you on the spot here, but I'm reading this uh, email that you sent me on the 4th. Bit, a bit late, but still. <laughs> uh, Derek Brewer, Police Chief, City of Zephyr Hills. Um, I think we're making good progress. Um, I've been actually going out um, on my own just to touch base with some of our homeless residents. Um, we have outreach teams that have been out there probably every day, even though they told me three days out of the week. But I think they've been out there just about every day. I've been going out, recognizing a problem. I'll send them a text. They're contacting me immediately to send resources. Um, you know, and it's not just about homelessness. It's keeping people from becoming homeless. Um, so I don't have uh, hard data for you, but from what my experience has been is we're making great progress. Um, and I think uh, I... I don't remember if you were at that meeting or not, but um, part of what we put that team together for is um, is to find a way to, of course, you're not going to ever get rid of homelessness, but to reduce that. Um, and I can tell you that group of people are doing it with care and compassion and, and unselfish. Um, and they, they've, uh, to my, just my experience, uh, it's it's heartwarming to know how much um, care there is from from these community um, residents that want to help others, um, and I can't say enough about that group of people. So, thank you, Chief. If, if I much. if I can add in real quick, I know I probably shouldn't mention names, but the the PD's done a great job reaching out to Mr. Hunt, who was here I don't know two or three meetings ago, um, trying to help him with some past water bills and some issues he's having at his location um there was a, a lady 
I won't go into the whole story, but she was at Clock Plaza, and you know she said, "Look, I just I want to work. I want I, I need a, I need help." And so I reached out to Chief, Chief and the and the coalition of, of like reached out to her and had those conversations. From that meeting as well with the coalition, um, Kevin also attended and he, he created, or I, I guess we copied, uh, the coalition had created a, like a resource page uh, that, that gives the, the name of the, the nonprofit, the address, the phone number, and kind of what services they offer. So Samaritan Project, uh, uh, helping Healing Hearts, and some of the other organizations and churches. So um, we're gonna pass those out to all the employees we have some of those flyers both in the building department utilities department out here on the front counter uh, so that if we encounter an individual who needs some assistance as an employee we have that we can give to each you know to to that individual um, so we're trying to get that word out there it's it's gone out that resource thing is on our website it's also gone out in the or will go out in the monthly newsletter uh, so we're trying to get the, that information out to the people that are in need very good thanks chief Mr. President, I have one more real quick thing. Um, last meeting, the ROTC presented to us about the, the cleanup at the cemetery and the flag uh, retirement ceremony, and which I've done that since then. And um, the city helped, and Pastor Gwynn and his church also helped. And I just want to recognize Mr. Earl, who um, yes. also contributed to the, to the ROTC for that the last time, too. So thank, thank you, Mr. Mr. Earl. As 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 a as a final note, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, We certainly appreciate it, Mr. Earl, very much so. Uh, as one final note, uh, like I said at the beginning, please keep the Ukrainian people in your prayers and your thoughts. Uh, it could get real nasty. I'm not going to get political, but uh, certainly there's a lot of citizens that need help and all. With that being said, uh, thank you again all for coming. And uh, don't forget, our, you're going to send us a memo, our workshop next Monday night. Meeting adjourned. Remember, there's a there's a par parks and rec.